Welcome to Three Song Stories, the show where we explore music and its connection to our memories and ask our guests to walk with us through the songs that take them back to the moments that make them who they are today. Thanks for listening. I'm Richard Chinqui. My guest today is Samantha Romero. Born in Venezuela, Sam immigrated to Miami in 2006 and is now a journalism student at FGCU. She's also a reporter at WGCU and produces our weekly Noticias de WGCU en Español, a weekly news roundup produced at WGCU and aired on Radio Conciencia, a community radio station in Immokalee, Florida. Sam also works at Wink News, where she edits video and does photography for FGCU. In what we'll liberally refer to as Sam's free time, she produces music, documentary film, knit sweaters, and even breeds butterflies. All right, on to the show. Hey there, Sam. Hi, nice to meet you. <laughs> nice to meet you. <laughs> Thanks for being here. Thank you. Yeah, we've been working in the same like hallway for so long. It's nice yeah. to sit down and have a talk. Yeah. Um, you did a presentation about Dylan last week. Oh my gosh, yeah. Uh, was that for class? <laughs> um, yes. So I take a rock and roll class. Um, pr- pretty fitting, you know. In college, a rock and roll class. <laughs> yeah. Who's the professor? Um, uh, Dr. Motley. He, uh, oh, Clay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Dr. Clay Motley. Yeah, yeah, he's been on our show as well. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. He knows a lot about rock and he roll. He does know so. a lot about rock and roll. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what was your presentation about? Like, what you, would you go through? Okay. So, <laughs> it's about Bob Dylan. Yeah. And I talked about Highway 61 Revisited, um, which is his sixth album of a total of 41 albums. So, in this one, it, it's so funny because I was talking about that one song with a sling whistle mm. uh, that goes, Wee! <laughs> it's crazy. Um, so I stood up there and I talked about the history of it and how important it is to Bob Dylan's life and his shift from folk music to rock and roll. Um, so, yeah, I did it for the Honor Symposium, which is a kind of a, I, I guess, symposium that we hold at FGCU where we get to talk about anything research related. And I chose to talk about Bob Dylan because I love Bob Dylan. <laughs> ah. I listen to Bob Dylan all the time. So Do you have yeah. a favorite album? Mm, uh, I think I jump around, so okay. I don't have a favorite album, That's but okay. I have I have favorite songs. What's um, your two favorite Dylan songs? Blowing in the Wind is a classic. I yeah. kind of have to. Yeah. Um, like a Rolling Stone. I feel like those are very mm-hmm. two classic songs, but sure. I like them a lot. Sure. So. Um, I it would be remiss to not say in his absence, Mike Canary's favorite Dylan is mm. Blood on the Tracks. Mm. Um, and he got to see mm. Dylan uh, not super long ago. Lucky. Yeah. yeah. I've been um, wanting to go. I'm going to Paul McCartney concert though later. So. Cool. Very cool. Yeah. I'm so um, excited. <laughs> all right. Uh, how would you describe the musical background of your childhood? Mm, so it was flooded with bunch of Hispanic songs <laughs> because yeah. I'm originally from Venezuela, mm-hmm. uh, Caracas, Venezuela. So there in that time, all I listened to was music in Spanish and it kind of synced with my childhood and watching the mountains and being able to um, see the the trees and, and everything. So everything is very connected. I think it's just flooded with a bunch of that type of music. Um, would you, was it, was it like local culture music or was it just, um, 
like national like when you say spanish music do you mean specifically to caracas or do you mean just what was mm. on the radio basically what was on the radio oh. i mean in venezuela we listen to a lot of music from outside I, mm. I remember my mom telling me that she drove listening to the beatles not knowing what the heck they were saying just the sound, yeah. yeah just the sound so she she memorized a bunch of things wrong but we listen to everything so mostly a lot of shakira a lot mm. of mana um a lot of that type of music and i still i still listen to it now and i'm driving the car and i listen to it and i'm like oh my gosh it makes me want to cry <laughs> i'm does so that, happy does that thing ever happen to you that you hear a song um and you don't know why you know it yes but you're like, you're like oh, okay <laughs> they were playing this a bunch yeah yeah um, um all right so do, do you uh recall the first time that you were hearing music that it moved you beyond oh this is this is nice to listen to or it's fun to listen to but like ooh, this you can feel a way about this Mm-hmm. I have one moment, Ooh. and I actually remember it clear as day. Um, that one moment I think I connected to music was when I was probably very young, maybe six or seven. My youngest memory with music. Um, I got my mom had um, a rack full of CDs. Now that's not a thing, obviously, because <laughs> everything is on the phone. But she had a rack of CDs and DVDs, and we would use it and stuff. So I would take out a CD, and it was a bunch of Shakira stuff. Um, and I took out this one. It looked really pretty. It was pink, and, and she had, like, braids on her hair and stuff. So I put it in um, the CD player, and I would throw all of my pillows on the floor and just dance on the floor. Um, so... It, yeah, I think that was like the one moment I connected to music and I would replay that song all the time. And I just, it was so funny to me because now I listen to it. I hadn't listened to it. I took a gap for like 10 years of where I didn't listen to the song. And recently I listened to it and I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> it, it just awakened. It's all in there. Right? Yeah, it awakened everything. Is that the same as your first song? Yes. Okay, well, we're going to yeah. swing back around to it in just okay. a little bit here. Um, okay. Um, what instruments were being played around you in the house? My dad plays guitar. Um, he has an electric guitar. Um, it was red and shiny. And mm-hmm. It looked very cool. <laughs> so I was always surrounded by music. And he also did a lot of... Um, he was part of the, the coro. Oh, my gosh. El coro. The chorus, I guess, yeah. of our church. So he would sing a lot. Uh, he would play a lot of music and stuff. So I was always surrounded by music as very as a child, very yeah. young. Um, and... Same thing as you. My mom told me, you're going to learn an instrument. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to How learn an instrument. How old were you about, do you think? Mm, 10. Okay. And yeah, I yeah. chose piano. Yeah. yeah. So it was great. And then oh, I just got oversaturated with my piano. So I, I was, I don't want to do this anymore. Mm-hmm. So then I, I quit for a long time. And then I recently took it back up. So. Um, did your mom play anything? No. <laughs> did she sing? Um. She tried. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> but she's uh, uh, she says she's the cheerleader of there our you family. Go, yeah. <laughs> Did you and your father ever have the opportunity to play anything together? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we played a lot. So he would. I we have the piano at the house. Yeah. Um, and he has his guitar, so we would kind of sync and listen to a lot of Paul McCartney, uh, a lot of Let It Be. <laughs> we tried that one a lot. So yeah, it, it's great, and it's a great father daughter moment. Yeah. Uh, being able to bond in music. It's a special thing that you can do together that's not really the same as almost anything else. Right. Um, right. You, um, if you could learn another... Well, first of all, do you have any siblings? Yes, we're three. Um, so I'm the oldest, and my sister Emily is 17, um, and then my younger sister is four. <laughs> four, four years old. All right. Yeah, uh, she's so, a surprise. <laughs> so not that one, but um, does Emily play any instruments? 
Uh, she's trying to play the ukulele right now. She's okay. taking classes, um, so she she's learning that she likes it. Okay, maybe the three of you can play. Something. Yeah, <laughs> like a um, little band. Yeah. Uh, if you could learn another instrument instantly with no effort, just Matrix, what would you learn? Mm, violin. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's so cool. Except I would have to stop wearing my left earring. Left earring. Yep. Right earring. Uh, left. Left earring. Yeah. You got it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I would have to stop wearing my left earring and I love wearing my earrings. But, oh my gosh, I love the sound of the violin. It's so delicate and, and glorious. It's so cool. So I love that and okay. I would love to learn. Um, what kind of music uh, What kind of music do you associate specifically with each of your parents? Ooh. Hmm. My dad. Oh, what's that one song? It's his ringtone. That's why I associate it with it. <laughs> um... Oh, uh, heaven! Do, do, do. It's a Bob Dylan song. Oh my gosh! Can I? Can yes, I you up? can. <laughs> nice. Um, knocking on heaven's door. Yes, thank oh, you. Oh yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> knocking on heaven's door. That's what I used to do, but not the Bob Dylan version. It's, it's another the, version. It's um, like the electric, the Aerosmith. One. Yes, that or, one. Or not Aerosmith. Um, Guns and Roses. Maybe. <laughs> or is it Aerosmith? Guns and Roses. Yeah. yeah. I can hear Axl Roses like, nah, nah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, <laughs> they, D- Dylan is Dylan. Uh-huh. I think that maybe Guns N' Roses for a lot of people like popularize the song. Uh-huh. So that's his ringtone. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. That's his ringtone. And then your so, mom? My mom. Okay. This one's hard because she listens to a lot. Probably a gaita, um, which isn't a, it's like a genre of music. It's, mm. it's um, native to Venezuela. Okay. Spell that real fast. Gaita. That is G-A-I-T-A. Okay. Gaitas. That's the typical music we listen to in Venezuela during uh, Christmas time. Okay. So anything Gaita related. Let's, let me. It's something like that. Oh, you got some. I got this. What's that about? I have no clue. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, Fiesta de Sem- de Sembrina? Fiesta de Sembrina, that's what it's called. It, it's all very typical, just Christmas time okay. music. So it, it's that. So, oh, I love gaitas. And my mom listens to gaitas when we're making ayacas, which is a type of tamale in Venezuela. Um, and that's what we listen to when we're, we're making a hundred of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's great. And then um, I just love listening to it, which, by the way, I'm starting a nonprofit. Um, yeah. So my nonprofit is going to be based in Venezuela. And the reason why this is kind of connected to music is because I'm making a concert and it's going to be displaying this type of music, which are gaitas. So um, that's something we could talk about later. But yeah. I thought it was a, a, a uh, Is it going to be local here, like the concert? Mm-hmm. At Bauer. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. Well, don't let us end without coming back around <laughs> to that at the end. Okay. All right. Um... Did you do you think you influenced your um, your sister in any of her music tastes? Did mm. you like do the big sister like here yes. here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. She, my sister says that she loves the Beatles, but she also hates the Beatles oh. because I listened to the Beatles nonstop in my teen years, mm-hmm. and so she knows all of the lyrics of every single Beatles song, but she also hates them. She despises them <laughs> because I love them. Yeah. So yeah, I influenced my sister one hundred percent, and she hates it. But <laughs> that's how we're sisters. big sisters are. Yeah. For, yeah. <laughs> um, what was the first music that you owned that was yours? Oh, it was a hard, uh, hard. Oh my gosh. 
Hard Day's Night? Hard, yes, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Hard Day's Night. Um, I went to Best Buy. I had like 13 bucks in my wallet. <laughs> <laughs> and it was my pink wallet. It probably had like little ponies in there or something like that. And I, I begged my dad. I was like, Dad, please take me to Best Buy. I want to buy a, a, a Beatles CD. And he's like, okay, fine. So we procrastinated for like two weeks. And then finally he took me to Best Buy. And I'm looking through the whole racks of, of CDs and I find that one. Oh my gosh, it was like, oh, struck in gold. It was great. So uh, I find this interesting because, um, like, while I can get on board with, like, the Beatles are kind of timeless thing, um, you at 13, or no, you you had $13. About how old would you have been? I think I was maybe, maybe 13, 14, yeah. yeah. That's not super long ago. Mm-hmm. And it's hard when I consider how old that music is for people in your age bracket Mm -hmm. not a whole lot of (laughs) being yeah being super excited to go and get it and get it in a a physical medium Mm -hmm. um that's kind of interesting to me um do you generally find yourself listening to older music i think so a lot of buddy holly a lot of the beatles and a lot of that yeah yeah. interesting (laughs) yeah Um, but i didn't I didn't just randomly pick up the Beatles and say, oh, my gosh, I love it. Yeah. Um, my aunt lives in England. She lives in London. Mm, that's um, right. Mm, okay. she, <laughs> so she came down here and then she was like, oh, you know the Beatles? And I was like, no. So then she showed me um, the Beatles cartoons because the, they have cartoons. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so funky. It's so funny. So then I saw those and I thought, mm, oh, my gosh, this is so cool. So I watched uh, like 100 cartoons in a day on YouTube. And because of that is why... I had an obsession with the Beatles. Sure. Oh my gosh! I yeah. So everything was the Beatles. Every single presentation I had in school, the Beatles. All like right. that's absolutely. foreshadowing, folks. Yeah. We're gonna get back around to that. But before we do, let's do your first song. Um, so uh, what are we gonna hear here for your first song? So I chose a Shakira song. Yeah. Um, Sorda la Mula, and it's just it just ties with my immigration story. Yeah. So do you want to do you want to tell the story dad. with it uh, before we go or mm-hmm. after we listen? Let's listen to it first. Okay, we're going to hear it first. Uh, This is Samantha Romero's first song on today's episode of Three Song Stories. Uh, It's Ciega Soromunda by Shakira off of the album from 1998, Donde Están Los Ladrones? Ladrones, yes, good job. (laughs) Oh my gosh, Venezuela. (laughs) Looking out my balcony. Um, just seeing the blue sky and everything and also a bunch of pillows on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you mentioned that uh, when you hear it, you think about your immigration story. Um, walk us through some of that. So, yeah, so I was born in Caracas, Venezuela, along with, well, the rest of my family, except for Emma because she was born here right. uh, later on. Um, but, yeah, so I um, I went to San Francisco, Asís, which is a school over there. And, um, well, everything was kind of crumbling down in Venezuela at the time, inflation and all sorts of economic issues. So my parents said, absolutely not. We can't stay here. Um, so we were looking into possibly coming to the United States, um, but we did the lottery for the visa. Mm-hmm. Um, so only a couple of people were very lucky of getting their visa and being able to move to the United States. Um, this is around when I was like five years old. So my parents are just trying to get out of here. Um, and luckily, one day they finally got the the mail come in and say you're lucky you got the visa so you can you can get out of here so then they thought it was a scam but at the end of the day yeah at the end of the day it wasn't so yeah we packed up our things and we went to Miami um so we lived there and I grew up there most of my life but I still have very core memories in Venezuela and a very strong um sentiment for my country and 
Um, yeah. When you were in Miami, um, how how much culture shock was there? Were you guys in kind of a Venezuelan, Venezuelan enclave or mm, was... Yeah, we were still in that um, Venezuelan mood because, yeah. I mean, yeah, Miami is a completely different country than <laughs> like everywhere else <laughs> uh, in the United States, but yeah. um, I still don't know any English. Um, so that was hard because I had to start school uh, without knowing a speck of English oh. um, and everyone kind of is already, I had to take a bunch of ESOL classes and, and it was kind of tough because, I mean, socially um, with students that speak English and you don't, that's a, that brings forth a lot of teasing and a mm -hmm. lot of that. So I had to endure a lot of that through my elementary school. Um, so... You know, that song is um, in Spanish, uh, the Shakira song. Mm -hmm. I had to print out the lyrics <laughs> yeah. because I I watched the music video and I couldn't figure out mm -hmm. where we were going with it. And if you've never seen it, um, it's really uh, it's really cool. It definitely feels of its time. Like it's mm -hmm. the kind of music video that, that was happening then. Um, obviously, the translation I'm holding is a little literal, but most importantly, the chorus, right? Uh, Bruta uh, Siega... Sormuda mm -hmm. is um, like brute or like kind of mm -hmm. like um, yeah. blind mm -hmm. and deaf, mm -hmm. right? Did that resonate with you? I think it did resonate with me because um, I lived a lot of my life not knowing where life was taking me. Mm. So even then, listening to the song, yes, it's from my childhood, but it also... Um, encoge con mi vida. It, it, it's a puzzle that fits in my life. Oh, I love that. <laughs> so... What yeah, part of Miami tough. did you uh, grow up in? Uh, I grew up in Doral, okay. uh, Doral, Florida, three hundred five. So yeah, it was great. Um, oh, really? So, yeah. so close. Yeah. <laughs> so three hundred five all day. Um, mm -hmm. uh, do you have any thoughts about going back to like when you're done here? Are you thinking about going back to Miami? Um, I go to Miami every other weekend. No, I meant uh, <laughs> like like in a, on the long term. Mm, in the long term, I've been thinking about it um, because. I mean, there's so much that's different in Fort Myers and in Miami, uh, and and I kind of am used to the Miami sphere. Um, so I've been thinking about maybe moving back. It's just a little tough because um, traffic and mm -hmm. and housing and prices and stuff mm -hmm. like that. So it, maybe it's a plan for the future. It might happen if I get my master's degree over there. Yeah. Um, so what about, it, it's a plan. What about Venezuela? I can't go back. Um, <laughs> technically, I can't because um, there's a law in Venezuela that if you yes, you can come in with your U.S. passport, but in order to leave, if you're Venezuelan born in Venezuela, you have to leave with your Venezuelan passport, and mine's is expired. So if I go in, I'm gonna have to get it renewed, and that's just a huge oh sure process. I, yeah, sorry, mm -hmm. I meant um, you know, if if you if you got those things taken care of. I didn't mean like mm. tomorrow. Oh, yeah. But, like, but just in, in the long-term planning, it's like, would you want to do what you're doing here, there? Or would do you think of it more, like, do you think of Miami as your home or Fort Myers as your home, mm. you know? I think um, I'm kind of a nomad. Yeah. <laughs> so everywhere is kind of like, I have pieces of my soul everywhere. Mm. But I would love to go back to Venezuela. I would love to go see everything, all of my memories, I would love to see it in real life again and, and be able to walk the street and smell arepas and, <laughs> and smell empanadas and cachapas and all sorts of stuff. Um, so, oh my gosh, I have that dream. Before I die, I got to go to Venezuela okay. again. Um, A little fun fact. Um, my stepdad, he's an audio engineer and he used to work at this record studio called Luna Records, I think, down in Miami. Uh, I think it's on Bird Road. Mm -hmm. Um Shakira, like a long time ago, Shakira was recording an album there, and my stepdad was working on an album. Oh, Shakira. oh my gosh. Yeah, he used to work with Shakira. Small world, oh man. Gosh. Right? 
you gotta get me in contact with your uh with my stepdad yeah yeah okay stepdad. no problem oh yeah. my gosh that's crazy that's great <laughs> um so do you listen to that song much today in your day-to-day life i listen to it on my way here <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh i love that song and that album in general um Citelas is really a great one. It was my second favorite of that album. Um, and it's just, it's great because she has such a raw voice in that album. And in a lot of the other albums, you can see it's a little bit more techo, techno and, and stuff like that. But in this one, she's very raw and you can actually hear more, I don't know, more more of her younger self, which mm. I love. Um, we talked about a little bit earlier, but what's, you know, when you were in high school, let's say, um, were you listening to anything similar to your friends? Um, no. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone was listening to Maluma, Pitbull. Um, yeah, Pitbull, right? Miami yeah. at the oh, time. Oh, yeah. yeah. He funded our school because I went to Durrell Academy. Yeah. Um, and he gave a lot of big bucks to mm-hmm. help develop our uh, performing arts program. So, yeah, I guess a lot of people put. Pre- Played tribute to him by listening to but him. But you'd have been Beatles. <laughs> I would have been Beatles. Dylan, what else? Uh, on the other side, on the other side of the spectrum, listening to something completely different. And somehow Bossa Nova, uh, those were my big three things. So weird, right? Wait, not for dancing, <laughs> for listening to. For listening. Listen to Bossa Nova. Yeah, just for fun. <laughs> just Isn't that crazy? You see a 15-year-old girl just walking around <laughs> listening to Beatles and Bossa Nova. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely nuts. Yeah, Black Sheep, totally. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, if I say high school slow dance... Uh, what song pops into your head immediately? Um, you're mine and we belong together. Richie Valens. Oh, okay. Yeah. We belong together by Richie Valens. Oh, it's so good. And Earth Angel, Earth Angel. Yeah, but for me, that's yeah. Back to the Future. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wait, I love that song. wait. Okay, but they didn't play that Richie Valens song at your school dance, though. Oh, no, they didn't. What would they have played for a slow dance at mm, your school? For my school. Uh... Again, a lot of reggaeton. Yeah. For a slow dance? <laughs> for a slow dance? I mean, oh, is there Miami. such thing as a slow dance in Miami? <laughs> yeah, for real. That's fair. You're right. Yeah, Miami you just high do a, school dance. You just do a uh, reggaeton slower. Just yeah. Do, 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 do. yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. Um, are you a dancer in general? I try to be. <laughs> um, like if, if you're at, you know, whatever, a wedding or something. Mm. If you're at an event where dancing is done, mm-hmm. are you likely to go out there on the floor? Yes. Okay. Um. I think I'm one of those that would be the first people to go. go out there and Trendsetter. dance salsa. Yeah. Okay. I dance a lot of salsa. Um, my boyfriend's trying to teach me cumbia, but that's difficult. Okay. <laughs> so, um, well, I mean, you have you have to have rhythm to play piano. Mm-hmm. Does that translate for you into like body movement or is it a totally separate? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sometimes when I hear some musicians play or even then when I'm playing, mm-hmm. I kind of like dance in my seat. And my mom tells me all the time when I'm playing piano, why do you move like that? <laughs> <laughs> why are you like swaying side to side? I don't know. I guess I'm just so captured by what I'm playing yeah. that I'm like, ooh, and kind of like in, in my own little bubble yeah. moving and dancing. And I guess it syncs together. It's hand in hand, right? Uh, yeah. The, yeah. Well, for not for so not for me. Uh, oh. Like it goes the other way for me. I have incredible musical rhythm, and I I cannot. I can do um, you know step based dancing, ballroom mm. dancing, but mm. like if you're just like just dance, mm-mm, mm-mm, mm. it's not there. <laughs> um, okay, so you're in, you're in high school in Miami, and you know college is coming up. Was journalism somewhere you were always headed? 
from a very young age, it's yeah. always been about journalism. What what always. sparked that? Uh, well, let's see. When I was in fifth grade, I joined the TV production club. <laughs> so I was already like cool. 10 years old doing what I'm doing now, which okay. is crazy to think about. Um, and even then, I was telling Jared earlier, um, when my sister and I were younger, we would have a bunch of Barbies. Um, and this is when I was like seven, eight, and we would they play TV reporter. Yeah. <laughs> we would play TV reporter. Say and spell your name, please. <laughs> so, uh, were you one of those morning announcement kids? Yes, yeah. I was. Oh, I was. All right. And that for makes today's sense. lunch, we're having croissant right. breakfast and milk. <laughs> and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, okay. That, that well, so it tracks. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Did you... Uh, so you're you're in the journalism program here at the mm-hmm. university. Yes. And how far along are you in that? Um, so I'm set to graduate in December of this year. Um, and I learned a lot in the classroom, but I feel like I, lo- I learn a lot more outside of the classroom and, and doing all my million internships. I have three jobs. Mm. So it's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, what's something you reported on fairly recently that you were like really proud of? Mm. There's this one longer, uh, long-form story that I did earlier uh, last week or two weeks ago. Um, it was about the music forest. Um, and again, music and journalism, yeah. look at that, yep. kind of blends together. Tell people what the music forest is. <laughs> um, so the music forest is a, um, how do I explain it? it? It's kind of a concert that um, a bunch of music students in the school created uh, where they bring a bunch of uh, instruments and a bunch of musicians and, and put them in the middle of the forest and they're kind of playing. So if you walk inside of the music forest, you're going to be guided by a tour where you walk around the, the forest's trails and you hear different musicians play. Um, so And each of them have a story connected to nature. I just love covering those types of stories because, first of all, they're very passionate about what they do. Um, it strikes a chord with me. No hey, pun intended. A good, no, a great pun. Yeah. <laughs> it strikes a chord with me because I'm, I just absolutely adore music and every part of my life is music. I listen to music almost like 16 hours a day. So it's just, it's great to cover those stories and blend my love for journalism and telling stories and being a storyteller with music. So... I think it's great. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, in radio, we call that a sound rich story because yeah. it, you get to record a lot of cool stuff mm-hmm. for the, you know, it's not just talking. Yeah. So let's get on to your second song. Uh, what song are we going to hear? My second song is from the Beatles. Um, is I'm happy just to dance with you. Uh, I This is my favorite Beatles song. Um, <laughs> and a lot of people will debate this because they'll say that. Oh, I like the older Beatles. No, I like the younger Beatles. And the, yeah, the younger oh, Beatles. Oh, older. Oh, yeah. Yeah, when they're doing their all their... <laughs> their age. Yeah, psychedelic stuff yeah. and whatever. Um, I love this song. And it's just, oh my gosh, when I heard this for the first time, it gave me such butterflies. Mm. Um, it's such a beautiful song and it's my favorite. So. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you want to tell a story about how you came into it or do you want to listen first and then talk about it? Listen first. All right, let's listen first. <laughs> this is I'm Happy Just to Dance with You by the Beatles off the album A Hard Day's Night from 1965. It's Samantha Romero's second song on Three Song Stories. Isn't it such a great song? It is. <laughs> I was obsessed with the Beatles, as you can tell. Um, very young age, which is very unlikely for people my age. Um, but I think that was the one song that I liked the most among a couple other ones. Um, but I think that I took my little pouch of music uh, from the Beatles, and it took along with me a bunch of a million different adventures. Um, and I had it with me when I was discovering 
my my passion in journalism when I was discovering my my passion in music and my passion in art and my passion in a bunch of different things. Um, and that that song was there with me when I was doing the craziest and going up the mountains and down the valleys. So um, I think that's the that's the one song that I think I can truly say if I have to represent my life with one song, I think it would be that would be a top candidate. And uh, didn't you use it in something you made? Um, so <laughs> I listened to this song when I was doing one of the craziest things in my life. Um, I write a lot of movies um, and I make a bunch of documentaries and I try to make one every single year. Um, and in this one uh, documentary, uh, I was talking about how Girl Scouting affects people and how it makes their life better. I was a Girl Scout for 18 years, by the way. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. nuts. <laughs> You'll never hear about a Girl Scout that's 18 years old. Um, but I was listening to that song a lot uh, during that time period when I was making movies and making documentaries. Um, and even then I had one of my documentaries make its way to the AMC theaters in Times Square. Uh, and actually I flew out to go watch my own movie and I sat in the theater watching it happen. It was insane. Um, and I remember listening very clearly walking the streets in New York, listening to the Beatles because that's what I love to do. And well, yeah, it made it part of my life. So, um, was this song in the documentary? It wasn't in the documentary, okay. but I listened to it. That's quite expensive. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. song in a documentary. On top of that, I was like 17 years old. There's no way I could afford that. <laughs> um, what was it like seeing your work on, you know, on not only on the big screen, but on that big screen? Mm-hmm. Oh, it was insane. It was absolutely crazy. Um, I think I was, I was crying. I was definitely crying when I was watching my movie because I had made it, you know, mm-hmm. um, my entire life. I had always like played with Barbies and say, oh, I want to make movies. I make a bunch of videos when I was smaller but this is the one time where I got my video to somewhere across the nation and I had a bunch of people watch it mm. um, and the theater was packed uh, it uh. was it was crazy um, so it was insane and oh my gosh I, I miss that time so much and sometimes I think about it in my head and I like to relive it you know since documents often forego narration um, they can rely heavily on their soundtrack to set tone, mm-hmm. right? And you change the music in, in something and it totally changes the way that it that it feels to the audience. Um, did yours rely on music or did you talk the audience through what was happening? Like what was the... Mm, I did a lot of, uh, a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. So um, I use this one song called Homeward. Um, it was a very slow synth music and it kind of, um, it strikes emotions. Um, and I talked a lot with um, some people that were uh, scouting and kind of what it meant to them. Um, but it, I mean, if you listen to it on the surface, it's, I mean, Girl Scouting, it's like, okay, you sell cookies. And like, that's that's all it is. No, right. it's, it's it's not, it's not like that. It's, it's very deep. Um, and it's about... Being able to find yourself, being able to being able to be strong and and courageous through tough moments in life, and I learned a lot through Girl Scouting, and it's not just about selling cookies and nuts and popcorn. <laughs> uh, so yeah. Are there any Girl Scout songs? Oh yes. Um, of a dun dun dun. Oh, make new friends, but keep the old. One is silver and the, the other is gold. gold. A circle is round; it has no ends. That's how long I'm gonna be your friend. That was one of them. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> that was one of them. Um, and of course we had the. Can a woman be a dun 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 dun? dun. Uh, and it was just like that sound. Sure. Can a woman be a firefighter and stuff like that? We would sing it uh, around the campfire while we're making s'mores. <laughs> so yeah, 
you know, we were one of the the one troops, Troop Five Five Two. We were the one troops that um, actually went to the national events uh, where there was a bunch of Boy Scouts, and we were the only Girl Scout troop. Um, and we would okay. There's a competition where we would have to make kind of like a a, a statue kind of thing made of bamboo. Um, Long logs, um, and then people would win the prize for it. And that year we had one, but we were just a bunch of girls. So then all the boys would make like insane huge structures. And, <laughs> um, I actually knew how to tie. I know how to do my clove hitches and stuff. So I would make swings. I would make like a castle out of bamboos, and it was just crazy because we actually did that kind of stuff. So we don't just sell nuts, you know. <laughs> right, five five two. <laughs> this yeah. is kind of related, but not really. Um, the first time I ever tried Girl Scout cookies was from you, or at least from your sister that was selling them, right? Remember that? Yes. So, and I think that same day, uh, I think it was a Friday and I had Razzle Dazzle recording. So while we were in the studios, Joe and I, we were waiting for Patrick to come in. And, you know, I told Joe, hey, this is my first time trying a Thin Mint. And he's like, really? We got to, like, document this and stuff. So we did this whole, like, little joke spinoff, like, Razzle dazzle oh, mini food ep- reviews mini episode, or whatever. Yeah, yeah and and then out yeah, we did this whole thing of review reviewing a thin mint for me for the oh first time. Oh my gosh. So I, thank you for that experience. You're welcome. <laughs> I didn't even know that. That's gonna release sometime. Changing lives. Oh my yeah, right? gosh. Wow. That one time I brought thin mints to you, I didn't think it was gonna um, <laughs> go that far. Can anybody uh, can people still watch the documentary now? Is there yes. is it where where can they see that? Uh it's on my YouTube somewhere. <laughs> I think it's also on the All American High School Film Festival website. How do we find either of those? Can I get back to you on that? Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, it's it's far down down deep there. Like maybe we'll ago. maybe we'll throw a link on the website. Yeah. Okay. At threesongstories.org or wdcu.org, you'll be able to uh, click the link and follow it straight on to the video. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, do you happen to have a favorite movie soundtrack? Oh, La La Land. Okay. Oh my gosh, that movie. Oh. I haven't thought about La La Land for a while. Right? Yeah, that movie, I, oh, it makes me cry every single time. Is there a song that stands <laughs> out to you? Uh, City of Stars. Okay. Um, I play it, my boyfriend is a pianist, so um, I feel like the characters in the movie. So I try, uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's very <laughs> romantic. Um, so I play the right hand, he plays the left hand, and of course he's insane as a pianist. So we were doing it the other day, we were playing City of Stars. So yeah, that movie, I love it, and it's great. <laughs> um, do you have, uh, that's the same question. Um, oh yeah, what kind of devices do you mostly listen to music on now? Mm, well, I started off with CDs mm-hmm. and, and coming out and Best Buy and buying the hardcore CDs, and then I moved on to uh, my phone, uh, Apple Music, and now I buy a lot of records. I have a record collection. Um, Got to set up at home with a player and everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So I have my records, um, and I put them down, and I listen to them. I've, I've scratched a couple of them, but oh, it's okay. <laughs> Everybody will eventually. Um, uh, when's the last time that you bought uh, a record or any kind of physical? Media. I think a month ago. What'd you get? Uh, mm, I got a Rex Orange County uh, record. He's going on concert in two weeks, and I'm gonna go see him. Ooh, so, exciting! Yeah. Um, do you listen to music in your car on the radio? Yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> I listen to a lot of radio. Okay, I listen to Maxima. 97.3, Maxima Musica y Más. I listen to a lot of radio. <laughs> uh, Spanish music also, of course. Mm-hmm. I have to. <laughs> um, and then I I hook up my Bluetooth and I listen to all of the classics and 
a lot of music and just in general and of course wgcu you know. oh yeah you know <laughs> sometimes you hear yourself on the air oh yeah <laughs> sometimes i hear myself on the air which is crazy because you know my voice is here and then i'm listening to it there <laughs> so and then if you flip to hd2 using to classical music so mm-hmm. I, I do a lot of that so i hop around mm-hmm. all right uh oh what's the last concert you went to my last concert Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean, there's smaller concerts that I go to in Bauer where they play a bunch of music, uh, but just a bigger a, concert. A traveling act. Yeah. yeah, traveling act, Rex Orange County. I went last year in March, I believe. Um, and he he was more of a smaller artist in that time. After that, he blew up, uh, which I'm kind of proud of because I get to you know meet an artist before he becomes mm. big, <laughs> which was great. So it was a very, um, it was in the Fillmore in Miami Beach Um so I went there and he was playing a bunch of his music and it that's was a great just, spot. It was great. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and it's very cozy, <laughs> which is great. And I went with my mom, so we like Rex Orange County. <laughs> if you could see any musical performer, band, artist, I think I know the answer to this already, but uh, at their peak, living or dead, who would you see? <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> this is a tough question. Didn't feel like it was going to be a tough question. Oh, because I have a bunch of them. Well, I mean, I'm going to go see Paul McCartney later on, mm-hmm. but oh, I would love to see Paul McCartney when he was. In his in his twenty five twenty six, I would love to see that. Or yeah, like in the in the fifties, in, in the Beatles, in the, in the Beatles era. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, I've always wanted to travel uh, back in time and see the Beatles playing and in the Ed Sullivan show and stuff like that. And even back then, I feel like I would be one of those girls that would try to faint <laughs> so I could get over the fence and, and watch them yeah. come in down the airplane. <laughs> that would be one of me. Do you ever watch um, a Hard Day's Night the movie? No, but I want to. There's a documentary that came out. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen it. And everyone che- keeps on to, like, Sam, you love the Beatles. Sam, you love the Beatles. Like, you need to l- watch this documentary and I haven't yet. We so. should watch a documentary, but there's also the the actual, like, the movie movie mm-hmm. um, where they're just kind of running around trying not to get caught by, by a bunch giant of screaming girls. girls. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Have you ever traveled more than maybe a couple of hours? Like, what's the furthest you've traveled to go see somebody live? Mm, I went... Miami, I think it was. Yeah, I've only gone to the American Airlines Arena. Um, so, yeah, I'm hoping to do more. I'm going to two concerts this year so far. So there was that one, and then what's the other one? Uh, I went to an Ariana Grande concert. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> but that was, yeah. you know, that's... Mm. <laughs> Is that <laughs> as okay. poppy as, you, as, as and, modern as yeah, you get? Yeah, I went for my sister. <laughs> uh, she's so, 17. Yeah. And was she then? Like, was it recent? or? It, that was when she was, like, 15. Yeah, so okay. So I, I just went for her. But I got to see Ariana Grande's mom, and I met her, so... <laughs> <laughs> was that the highlight of the concert yes. for you? <laughs> yes. Um, and I got a picture with her, uh, Joy okay. Grenade. And she was like, oh, of course, honey. You could take a picture. So, yeah, <laughs> it was great. Yeah. I got to be her mom. Mm-hmm. Um, have you, uh, are you into stage musicals, plays, anything like that? Yeah, I was in a couple uh, oh, in high in school. Oh, in a couple? Yeah. Oh, okay. um, I was <laughs> I was a lizard in Adam's family. I went to Bishop Room. Okay. Um, <laughs> so my daughter yeah. just uh, just watched that movie for the first the oh, new really? the, you know newer uh-huh. um, oh the cartoon one no not the, uh, that too mm-hmm. uh, she recently family values that well actually yes okay. so this so every, Fridays and movie nights last Friday we watched Adam's family family values oh wow and then. The week before that, she saw the live action one for the first time. Mm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we're, we're just in the middle of that right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you were a lizard. I was a Did lizard. Did you have a singing part as a lizard? No. 
<laughs> I was um, I was a lizard under the bed, the monster under the bed. So that oh, okay. uh, when Wednesday was going to sleep, I was the one that came out and like kind of creeped their hands out God. and stuff. Yeah, it was crazy. And then I was also a ghost. Um, <laughs> so I wasn't like really like the main character, but I was there, you know. <laughs> I was enjoying my time. <laughs> and uh, what plays or musicals do you enjoy to watch? Mm, uh, West Side Story. Uh, okay. Oh my gosh, Maria. So good. I love that one. Um, and I watch it. I go to the movies like every two weeks. Okay. Yeah. I'm did, crazy. So. Did um did In the Heights resonate with you? Oh my gosh, In the Heights was so good. Yes. Um I oh I think I watched that twice. It was it was great. Um it's based in New York. Mm-hmm. Um and I'm I, I grew up in Miami. But uh still a lot of things kind of resonated with me. There are neighborhoods like Washington Heights in right. Miami that right. feel that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of Hialeah uh kind of made sense. It wasn't exactly the same, but I could see that. Um, it was great. Uh, La rumba del barrio. That was, oh, that's that's so good. I was crying in the movie. I cried a lot in the movie theaters. <laughs> I'm like the one with the tissue box and the popcorn. <laughs> so, yeah, that's me. Oh, In the Heights was it was such a great movie. I need to watch it again. Thank you for reminding me. You're very welcome. <laughs> um, all right. I think uh, we're going to come into your third song here. Um, so what did you bring us? Oh, I brought Nocturnes uh, by Chopin. Uh, it's in the E-flat. Um, and I actually play the song. Uh, I finished learning, or I I don't know if that's great grammar, but I, I finished learning the song uh, actually two days ago. So, yeah, it's it brings me to tears. Everybody. Okay. Yeah. Um, you want to listen or talk about the piano listen stuff? Listen first. Okay. Um, all right. Well, this is Samantha Romero's third and final song on Three Song Stories. It's uh, Frédéric uh, Chopin's Nocturne in E-flat major, opus nine, number two, composed in 1832, but performed here by Daniel Barenboim on his 1982 album Chopin Nocturnes. I love this song. And I finished it two days ago. Yeah, so, so uh, tell us about oh, that. Oh, man. Um, well, so I, I said earlier, um, I started learning to play piano when I was 10. Um, and I quit when I was 12 because I was so overwhelmed with everything. And um, I was 19 years old, and I was thinking to myself, why in the world did I do that? So I picked it up again. Um, and I didn't think I was going to be able to, you know, start I was going to be like chopsticks again, you know, from from take one. Um, Back to scales. Yeah. So I didn't think I was ever going to play something this crazy. This this is why this song is so important to me, because it it really exemplifies how big, uh, how how high I can aim. Um, And I was able to achieve that because at the end I can play this song. Um, And I'm actually not a music student. I'm a journalism major, interdisciplinary studies minor, and I'm playing music and I'm playing in the the school of music, which is crazy. Um, So... Originally, I had sent an email to one of the professors saying, please, please let me play music. I'd, there's no way I can live without taking a piano class in college. Mm. Um, and he had emailed me back <laughs> saying, I'm sorry, if you're not a music major, you can't take a piano class. Um, so I was devastated. Um, so I tried to find all other alternatives. Um, and at the end of the day, there were some students that also teach in the Bauer School of Music. Um, so I said, let me just take that. Um, so I've been taking classes with Miguel Moldalvan, which is a Peruvian student. He's, he's an international student. Um, he's an insane, insane pianist. It's absolutely nuts how he plays. 
Um, so he's been training me for the past five to six months, um, trying to play pieces and, and try to get to the level where I'm now, which is, I think, crazy because I've been, I, I really just got from chopsticks to this. Um, in a so, few years. Yeah, in yeah. a few years, hopefully I'll be playing a couple more. Um, so in this song, uh, it just, for me, it it shows me how strong I can be. Um, also with, um, I don't know, just listening to the song and trying to play it is very frustrating for me sometimes because uh, it's it's a lot. It's a, it's a big song, um, but I'm able to play it. So I, I finished learning it two weeks. I had my last session with Miguel um, and we finished that last that last part, which broke broke me down um, yeah. because it's months and months and months of work that I've uh, been putting into this song. Um, so, yeah, I'm ready for the next one, though. <laughs> um, have you played um, in in public for anything? Uh, I played once when I was little, but I'm very timid. <laughs> I don't like playing in front of people, but it, it's a plan for the future. It's funny how, um, you know, on the one hand, you can do something like journalism, mm -hmm. you know, ask asking people hard questions mm -hmm. about things that they might not even want to answer and then and then telling other people about those questions and answers and broadcasting that. Um, but then sharing something like um, like music is can be difficult. Mm hmm. Um, and I do a lot of interviews with with musicians, asking them what music means to them. Mm. Um, and I just sit behind the camera, thinking to myself, absolutely, that's how I feel about music. Uh, so it's great that I can actually express myself about music and you know listen to this kind of th song and be able to tell you everything you know. And it just it means a lot to me. I'm surrounded by musicians day and night all the time um so i'm just happy to be one of them do you have a like an everest of piano songs or pieces i should say that you really want to learn even if you have no idea how you're gonna yes yeah, we'll <laughs> yeah. um some of them are nocturnes mm -hmm. uh i know i pronounce that weird <laughs> nocturnes <laughs> uh i have a lot of nocturnes i want to play um i have a couple others the names are so funky that I can't remember oh, that's okay. <laughs> all of them. But, oh my, yeah, I have a bunch of them that I, I'm hoping to play and keep on practicing and hopefully not lesionar las manos, like mess up my hands uh, trying <laughs> to play them. <laughs> um, all right, we're going to go into kind of a speed round here. So, first of all, uh, do you ever karaoke? No, but I want you to. You want to, all right. Yeah. If you were going to karaoke um, on the spot... What would your go-to song be? I'm going from nine to five. Oh, the Dolly Parton song. Parton, okay, yeah, that's a good. Uh, that's a good. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, it's yeah. good crowd work, right? Yeah, Everybody yeah, loves yeah. that song. Um, do you have any television theme songs that you listen to so many times that you can sing them word for word? That you would do here with us? Meteoro, it's a speed racer. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, yeah. What's the uh, metre, metre Meteor, otro? Meteoro, yeah. It technically means meteor. meteor. <laughs> Such a weird translation. Um, there was that one. You need the Spanish speed racer opener. Uh, yeah, there was another. Um, there was another. That's already a hard song to sing in English <laughs> because it's fast. Like, yeah. the, um, was it like he's coming at you and he's coming down the track? <laughs> <laughs> Adventures just over ahead. But I only know there? it in Spanish. So. Let's do it. What are we going to do in Spanish? Uh, yikes. Hold we're on. see how many of these words you know. No, you're not allowed to look no, this up. No, 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 yeah. no, 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 Here we go. Es que no me lo sé en español totalmente. You hear it coming? Oh my gosh. Peligro. En 
las aventuras de Meteoro. Meteoro. <risa> el mundo con Meteoro. I love Spanish broadcast announcing. Like, it's so, I don't know, like rigid and it's great. I think this is the... It's like the an talked, ad for it? Yeah, this is the talked one. But that's okay. I think I think they only <laughs> have bad. a talked one, uh, a, a spoken one. Oh, he's going to look. Yeah, I'll look. I'll find Can I it. look up the lyrics? No. No, this is a test. <laughs> I... Or is, unless there's another show that you think mm, you might know better. Yeah, oh, right. my gosh. Hold on. Hold but on. I'm ex- I was excited for... <laughs> Sorry. I know Meteoro. Meteoro. <laughs> uh, I used to listen to that or watch that show when I was a kid. Uh, so yeah, important. What else? What else? What else? Oh man, it's really hard to find. Uh, I, I mean, that's not that surprising. Oh good, <laughs> they have dodged a bullet here, Sam. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we can we can move on. Um, okay. I think you just dodged a bullet, and we just got Amen. to hear you say it a little bit. <laughs> um, okay, so what do I got here? Um, oh yeah, if you were a pro wrestler, what would your walk on music be? <laughs> what? <Yeah. laughs> that's so random. <laughs> um. um Give me five minutes. Okay. <laughs> my walkout music. Mm, can I look at my playlist? Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> Obviously, I can't put a nocturnus by Chopin if I'm walking. You could. Out. Yeah, you could. We there have been there have been wrestlers who come out to classical music. Before. Oh, really? Uh-huh. <laughs> Samantha Romero. If that's Don't if that's your persona, yeah. Uh, hmm. Well, you would you would come out you would come out like to like a quiet room. With the music playing, and you just kind of like walk out and <laughs> Just waltz out into yeah. the, the ring. Yeah, that would be your persona. <laughs> Probably That's Brutal right. by Olivia Rodrigo. Okay. That one's... Yeah. Yeah, let's get it. <laughs> right. And what is your wrestler name? Um... I don't know. So probably some translation of my last name. My last name, by the way, Romero, means yeah. rosemary in Spanish. Okay, yeah. Or in sure. English. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so maybe maybe something like that. No, kind of play around with the words or something. I don't know. <laughs> um, my favorite thing is the questions with the lowest stakes. <laughs> really, like, people, like, hang on. Them. I was um, thinking Rose Thorn or something. I don't Rose know. Rose Thorn? I don't know. Oh, that kind of actually sounds cool. I think I'll take that. Rose in it, right? Yeah. Oh, you know what it would be? Yeah. Right? That would be like your full name. Rose Thorne. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) You just give me a good idea. Whenever I become a pro wrestler, I'll use that. Now, because now you've committed to it. (laughs) Yes. That's the thing. (laughs) Um, All right. uh, If a bartender friend says that they're going to make a drink, they're going to make up a new drink, but they're going to use you as an inspiration for it, what would they put together? Mm, orange. Uh, it will kind of be, uh, yeah, a splash of orange in there, some sort of concoction. But it has to be citrusy. Okay. Definitely. So citrusy. Yeah. Citrusy and then with a sugar coat on the side. Okay. <laughs> what kind of liquor, if any? Mm, Doesn't have to be, by the way. Maybe not. Because <laughs> I'm still 20. That's so. fine. <laughs> uh, so so mm, soda water. Yeah, maybe like a a, a sparkling water. Orange syrup, soda water, sugar rim. Yes. Name it. Killer pink flamingo. How's that? Even if it's orange? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay, killer orange flamingo. Oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah, the killer orange flamingo. Love it. Um, what's a song that you wish you could hear again for the very first time? Oh, these are such hard questions. Can it be one of my songs that I chose? Yeah. 
probably Nocturnes. Because yeah. I've over-listened that song. <laughs> oh, sure, yeah. yeah I've listened yeah, to that song there. so much that it kind of loses the beauty after you, you play so many times. So I can play it and... Somebody will listen to it and be like, wow, it's so beautiful. But for me, it's very structural. It's make sure that your pinky goes and hits the right, you know, the right yeah. E5 and not the octave. And yeah, I've like never thought about that in mm-hmm. that question about songs you perform mm-hmm. because there are definitely pieces that when you hear them the first time, you're like, that's sometimes why you want to play them. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow, I would like to play that. And then cut to six months later mm-hmm. and you're like, I don't want to hear this song ever right. again. <laughs> right. So I chose this song thinking... I love this song. It's so pretty. I would love to play it. And at the end, after listening to it a million times. Yeah. You said while uh, we were listening, uh, you were like, this part gives me anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And it was a part where I would, it was a dun, 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 that whole thing. Oh my gosh. I had to like squeeze my pinky in to mm. get it in the right place or else it's going to sound tragic. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, I listened to that and I, I'm like, yeah, it's pretty, but oh my gosh, this part. This part is the part where I'm I'm gonna mess up, and, and this is the part where I have to be careful in. So I would love to listen to the song for the very first time. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you could broadcast any song into the head of every person in the world all at once, what song would you send? I don't know why, but I thought of the Michael Jackson "We Are the World." Yeah, that's a great song. <laughs> we are the people. That one, uh, first thing that came in my head. Um, and that kind of is how that song worked when mm-hmm. it came there. Right? All the stations did it at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, are there any albums that if you start to listen to one of the songs on it, you end up listening to the whole album instead of, you know, going to something else after? Probably the Rex Orange County albums. Um, his second album, uh, he's got Apricot Princess and then he's got Pony for his second one. That one, um, he's very raw and emotional in that one. So I can listen to one and I can listen to the rest of it like forever and I'll just keep on looping it. Um, and then I'll get lost in that okay. in that album. So if you good. if you only had one album to listen to for the rest of your life, it's the only music you're allowed. What oh. would you take? Oh my gosh! <laughs> uh, <laughs> would that be the one? <laughs> yeah, probably some bossa nova thing. I think it's very peaceful, and also I don't know. It kind of makes sense with my personality. I think. <laughs> what album is that? Is that actually on um, the girl from Ipanema? Uh, I have no clue. Let's find out the album, Jared. I'm not finding Girl from Ipanema? An album. Oh, no. I'm, I'm going on Spotify now. It's oh. the last resort. Now we're all going to look. I think, <laughs> I think that's the album. Stan Getz. Stan Getz? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now 50 th- songs. This is on the internet, so we can't be wrong. Four hours. <laughs> um, Four hours and 16 minutes. This entire album. That's mm-hmm. crazy. It was a single, but it was on ah. the album um, Getz Gilberto. Yeah. That one. <laughs> the Bossa Nova Forever. Yeah, yeah Bossa Nova Forever. <laughs> um, oh, did you have a fourth song that almost made it onto the show that you kind of had to cut? Oh, man. I was going to choose um, Calm Time, Dune. I can't speak French. <laughs> so uh, it, it, I think it's Calm Time, Dune, Atre, Apres, Midi. Uh, it shows up in the Emily soundtrack. It's a French movie. Um, and I know how to play that one also. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I started learning that song when I was 15, not being able to read sheet music. I guess I'm just ambitious. <laughs> but yeah, I listened to that one. I said, oh my gosh, let me play that one. And well, I did. I know how to play it. So I've, I have um, resisted for a long time because I, w- I was classically trained and it was in the pre-internet. So mm-hmm. 
Um, I resisted for a long time all of the YouTube videos <laughs> um, where you can see the, you know, the hands, the, the hands and you can see the lines coming down. Yeah. Um, you know, it's got the, it's got the keyboard mm-hmm. lined up and you can see where all the notes are going to hit. I was like, you should learn to read the sheet, mm-hmm. um, which is funny because as a guitarist, I play tab all day. I don't I don't read sheet music for guitar. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I can because I can read sheet music. Mm-hmm. I had a cousin come over who was learning to play piano. She would spend hours, you know, with her phone on our piano while she was hanging out. And mm-hmm. by the time she would leave our house, she could play like a first few pages worth of, of a piece. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, it's great. Like it's like the ability to, so that piece, right. Mm-hmm. You could, you can go on YouTube and find um, somebody who's gotten, they've transcribed it in a visual line and mm-hmm. you can just play along until you know it. I think that's great. I think uh, that's how I learned it. <laughs> yeah, very like that's what yeah. I was thinking of. Yeah, yeah if you that's couldn't how I, sheet music, but mm-hmm. that's a complicated piece. It is a complicated piece. So eventually, I ended up printing the sheet music later on, and then right. kind of like perfecting it. But, and, and and the yeah. sheet is going to give context to things mm-hmm. that that doesn't have. But right. if you know where the notes are supposed to be and where your hands are going to be, it gives you a great jumping off point. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just think it's neat because the same way that you can learn to like change an alternator in mm-hmm. your car. Or, um, you know, install a garbage disposal. You mm-hmm. just go on YouTube and watch someone do it for 10 minutes and then just do what they did. Right. You can learn to play a fairly complex piece of music if you just watch mm-hmm. the video. Yeah. That's crazy. Which is great. Yeah. And there's people that are born being like two years old can read sheet music. I interviewed someone like three weeks ago. She said, yeah, I knew how to read sheet music before I knew how to read. Oh, like, man. Normal. <laughs> And I was just sitting there like, oh, my gosh, you have no idea how jealous yeah. I am. <laughs> well, yeah, you tell them, well, so, you, this is what you should do then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So some of us have to <laughs> watch YouTube videos. <laughs> uh, what would your 14-year-old self think of you now? Oh, I think she would be so proud. Because all of the dreams I had at 14, I ended up accomplishing, accomplishing now. She would just be astounded. If you could um, tell her one thing, what would you say? Um, you're too hard on yourself. <laughs> you're way too hard on yourself. Um, um, and also very, very aggressive with what you want. Um, very ambitious with everything. And it will come. Don't worry. Uh, you don't have to stress about being able to be a reporter eventually. Because eventually, like, you'll get to that point. Mm. So enjoy the little things in life. Enjoy las gaitas and dancing with your family. Mm. Um, because eventually you'll get down to business. <laughs> enjoy the um what is it gaita gaitas yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um tell me about your nonprofit okay so um i'm an immigrant and i moved to the united states luckily um but with people that are still in venezuela i have a lot of families still living in south america it's very difficult for them to have access to uh, resources like medicine, uh, stuff like that. And I was reading a USA Today article the other day, and it was saying that really the only way to get medicine and, and uh, materials is either buying them for a really expensive price, or you could even head to the black market. You know, that's really the options you have because the, the supermarkets are crazy. I had my family come in um, the other day uh, from Venezuela and take a look at the grocery store, and it's, it's just insane to see them pull out their phone and record a grocery store while they're walking in awe because all of the stocks are full. Mm-hmm. Um, so that just, it breaks my heart. And I I said I can't I can't live like this I need to do something about it firsthand, um, so I'm starting a nonprofit. It's going to be called Medicinas por Amor, um, where I get to collect uh, donations, med- medicine you know over the counter 
Medicine for love? Is that the, mm-hmm. yeah. That's what it's called. Uh, over the counter and ship them to Venezuela. I already have this one um, organization I got in contact with. Uh, it's a church down in Caracas, mm-hmm. and they have a lot of access to community, uh, to orphanages, to community centers. To, they can distribute. Right. Yeah. So then I'm going to be sending all of the materials, and there is this uh, company in Miami called Rudy Export, and they've agreed they will send the materials down there. Um, so I'm going to be collecting everything and I'm, I'm trying to put boxes everywhere. So boxes in my church, boxes in, in FGCU, um, start nonprofits. I'm also starting a concert, uh, so that anyone that buys a ticket and listens to Venezuelan music, all of those funds go to buying, uh, medicine and, and that stuff. And when I was talking to the priest down there in Venezuela, he gave me this long list of all the medicines that they need. Um, and it's like three pages long. So... I'm trying to do the best I can. And I'm only 20 years old, but um, I I don't think I can wait any longer because all of these people need help. They need they need all of that. So I'm not just going to leave the country and say, good luck. Um, I'm, I'm going to do something to help all those people. So look at that music um, <laughs> and, and my nonprofit put together. It's just everything goes back to music. And um, yeah, I'm trying to get there and help. Mm-hmm. Uh, when's the concert? I haven't, I'm, it's still in the works, okay. um, but I'll, I'll be putting out those. It's going to be in the summer. Okay. Um, but yeah, we're still trying to get all of the music mm-hmm. and, and all the repertoire and, and label, it all, label it all out. Yeah. Um, and that'll be but, here at the Brower School mm-hmm. of Music at FGCU? Yes. Yeah. Um, where can people keep up with that and find out about what you're doing? I have a website. Um, it's a Wix site website, so the URL is kind of long, but okay. I'll, I'll send it to you. Oh, uh, okay. And uh, if they ha- if once if somebody wanted to Google it, could they Google Medicinas por Amor? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Medicinas por Amor. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Um, it's time to recommend three people who you'll share this podcast with once it comes out, and you also think would make good guests for us to reach out to. Okay, I've been thinking about it. Clay Motley can't be one of them. <laughs> He's been on. Um. Well. Um. I already kind of uh, recommended one. But he hasn't chosen his music yet. He doesn't have to have chosen his music. Okay. Fernando Lopez Flores. Okay. Um, that's one of them. Probably. Who's that? Uh, he's a musician. Uh, he's a pianist. Is he around here? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, he studies at the Bauer School of Music. Okay. He's from Sucre in Bolivia. Okay. Uh, he's also an immigrant. So, yeah. Uh, so, he would be one of them. Um, probably one of my friends, Nadia. She is an opera singer. Ooh. Uh, yeah. She's really good. Um, Is she around here? She like yeah. She's, here she's in the she also yeah. studies here. Awesome. And probably Tiffany. I I choose a lot of people with interesting backgrounds. Tiffany is from Mexico, um, and she listens to a to a, a variety of, <laughs> a variety of music. So yeah, Tiffany Pulido. She's also an intern here. Okay, so Tiffany, Fernando, and uh, Nadia. And Nadia. Yeah, I will give her. Yeah. Well, they're all going to hear you say their names just now because <laughs> you're giving the show to them. Oh yeah, great. <laughs> hey um, Nadia. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Thanks. Well, uh, do you have any final thoughts about this whole thing before we before we end? Oh, I just, oh, this is such a wonderful experience. I love talking about music. And as soon as I get in my car, I'm going to put all of those songs that I just talked about right now. We make three song stories at the studios of WGCU Public Media on the campus of Florida Gulf Coast University in Fort Myers, Florida. Mike Nairi is the co-creator and host. Richard Chinqui is co-creator, producer, and host. Tara Calligan is our online content producer and host. 
Audio production is by Jared the Intern Gonzalez, and our executive producer is Chris Duffus. Our theme song was created by Dave 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 Cowan and Stick Martin at Monkey House Studio in St. Pete. After the show, Sam and I got to talking about the poetry present in Spanish lyrics, so I knew that for this week's parting tune, we'd be going back to episode 19 with Ernesto Lasa de la Vega. This call, Ojalá que llueve, café en el campo. A pray for raining coffee. I hope it will rain coffee. Yeah, <laughs> yes. This fellow, Juan Luis Guerra, Dominican, he came also study. And he did a, a new genre, which is almost like merengue, but it's not. Anyway, it's a different style. Think of a, of a farmer who has been struggling with everything. Mm-hmm. And so he's, he's hoping for this because sometimes we take it so for granted, mm-hmm. you know, all these crops that comes out of it. But somebody's actually sweating out there to right. do with that. And then, so this is a, almost like a, a hymn. Of, of hope for all those farmers who have been working so hard. And what he's hoping is that as easy as the rain comes down, well, they, they will be collecting coffee right. for us to drink and so easy how we, be, we wish that will happen. Keep listening. Next time on Three Song Stories. But it takes a long time to grow hair that long. <laughs> <laughs>